and welcome to Reclaim Yourself Podcast, where you can find all things inspiring. I'm your host, Amber, and let's jump into the episode, shall we? Hey guys, today I'm really excited about the topic. Um, We have Candace Dalton, Spirit Medium. She's so cool. I can't wait for you to meet her. But I do want to preface this and let you know the topic that we're going to be discussing is slightly controversial. If you've listened to any of my other episodes, you'll know I like controversial topics. But if that's not for you, this is too much for you, um, just skip it. But if you can be like here with an open mind and with positivity, then continue. This is going to be great. So I just want to say, Candice, like you have done so much for me in my personal life in overcoming certain obstacles that I've had um, on the subject of afterlife loss and trusting in my intuition. And so that's what I want to discuss with you today. So can you give us a little bit of like maybe background on you or all the good stuff? Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, don't skip this because it's going to be good. You guys are going to want to hear this. Um, but second of all, I'm so happy to be on your podcast It's just an honor. And I'm just excited to talk about all the different topics, but a little bit about me. So I'm Candace and I'm a medium. I am able to connect to the afterlife and be able to bring through messages and validations. I've been doing this ever since I was truly like really young. I could hear things, feel things, sense things, but I thought I had my own superpower. I thought it wasn't like, you know, that was more imagination wise. Um, And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. I feared death and dying as a kid. I just was so afraid of what was going to happen to me when I died. And I really started to come into my own when I was about 14 and be able to give through, you know, give messages and validations and been doing this forever. I'm 32 now. I'm an old woman and uh, I got hip problems, (laughs) but um, yeah, it's uh, there's so much to my, my, my backstory, but um, that is what I do is I'm able to help bring through, um, help people with their grief and bring through messages and validations, make sure people know that their loved ones are okay. And yeah, I do so much more. I do teach courses and help people build their intuition, psychic and mediumship abilities. And it's just been a fun ride. I love every, every minute of it. Minute of it. Well, you just hit one of the topics for me that I wanted to discuss where you said that you had a fear of death. Because that Mm -hmm. is also something that I have had. And I think it comes from um, just not knowing what happens when we die. And that's, that's the fear of like, are we done? Are we over? Do we we disappear? Like, you know, so exactly. And I think that's why a lot of people fear death, but also, you know, when we experience a loss and someone that we love dying in my case, well, I have lost people, but my aunt losing my dogs was probably one of the hardest things I've gone through because they were my family. And so, um, you know, whenever you think about losing someone that you love and care about so much, I mean, I even think back to like just their physical body. It's just, um, it's sad not having that with you anymore, but the whole idea of mediumship for me is so cool. And I nerd out on it because I'm like, even just the mere possibility that it's not over, right? Like it's healing in itself. So from your perspective, what do you have on that topic? Yeah. So death and dying. I mean, we are humans living this human physical experience. We are spirit energy living in a physical form. So we can experience the physical feeling of touch, sense, smell, all these things that earth gravity, like we know what it feels like to have physical touch. So when someone dies, 
the thought of not being able to physically touch them, physically see them, physically hear them, all of those feels, it is a grief. It is a death. It, it is a death. You know, maybe the person did not die. Their soul did not die, but their body did. And that's, what's hard for humans is we want something tangible. We need to hold on to. So to be able to, you know, connect in and know that our loved ones are truly with us, even our animals is such a relief to know that it's just not the end. We want to always have that ability to be able to be there with them and never want it to end. We never want our loved ones to go, but this is, is a part of the earth journey that we do experience feelings. We experience the extreme happiness and we experience extreme sadness. Some people have had some hardships and other people have had an easier life. Why? Well, we all have blueprints. You know, we all have blueprints of what kind of impact we want to make while we're here. But to like, to your point of like your dogs, I think about my dogs not being here someday. Like this morning, I was just thinking about it. I was cuddling with them. They were sleeping with me. And I'm like, oh my God, one day I'm not going to have this. And I'm like, oh my God, stop thinking about this. Why? And we're all guilty for that. Like we look at them like one day you're going to die. But I can't even take that. So it's hard. Uh, we're humans. We don't want them to go. Um, maybe some people in our life, we want to like, you know, you know, kick rocks, and, you know, kick the bucket already, but no, not our animals. So yeah, having and knowing that our loved ones are okay, animals and people is so relieving. You know, there's more than just this life. And I want people to know that just so they don't fear the death and dying part, because a lot of people think that's it. This is it. This is the only thing. Well, we are made up of energy. Energy cannot be destroyed, right? So your dogs continue to live on. I'm sure that you felt their presence. And you know what? Even people who believe or not believe, who are skeptic or not skeptic, have experienced an amazing sign from their loved ones. Maybe they'll tell you, maybe they won't, but there really is an afterlife. I absolutely can attest to that because when I lost both of my animal, well, my first one, when I lost her, um, it was a lot more devastating. When I lost my second one, it was a lot easier to move through because I had a greater understanding of that there is life after death. Um, but yeah, when I lost both of them, I absolutely felt like they were still present. It was just mm -hmm. a feeling. And that's kind of honestly, that feeling after I lost Hallie was what got me into this topic of like thinking about what happens when we die and kind of nerding out on it a little bit, if you will. Um, but you know, and it's been so cool to like learn and unfold and I don't know, just really truly understand that just because someone separates from their body, that doesn't mean it's over. It's literally just separating from the body, nothing more. That's it. Yes. <laughs> it's so yes. simple. Totally. Like think about it. We have this insane universe. We've got planets, we've got asteroids, we've got plants, we've got animals, we've got people. Like how are people made? This is the most limitless universe we could ever be in. So why is it that universe can create all these insane galaxies and all these insane things in life? Everything has been created. So it's like why things can be created, but why does it have to be destroyed, right? It continues on. And I'm sure also, you know, a lot of people who have lost their animals or their loved ones, um, they have had that moment of feeling like, oh my God, that was them. I heard them. I sensed them. I felt them. And it just gives them a peace or just even like a hope, even if they're like unsure, they do feel it on the inside. And so can you imagine like being on the other side and trying to like give your loved ones a sign and be like, come on, and they're like, listen, 
Yeah. <laughs> was that them? <laughs> like doubting. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah, no, totally get that. And I was laughing when you were talking about um like looking at your animals and being like, oh, one day you're not gonna be here. I totally went through that and now I'm on the other side of it. So it's okay. You'll survive it. I'll be here if you need that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's hard, our animals. They're our babies. They are. They are. But, you know, interesting. That brings up um, this other interesting piece is a lot of people that I know that um, I guess are more open to maybe mediums or even spirituality in general, even dipping their toe in the water of these types of uh, topics, conversations, ideas they've experienced death first. That was like the pivotal moment for them. It's like someone that you love dies. And then you're all of a sudden you start like thinking about the world and life in a different way. Have you noticed that as well in your life? It's like before, like if they haven't lost anybody close to them, they're more Mm closed-minded, but it's like losing someone is what kind of opens it. I don't know. Absolutely. I think death is pivotal for so many reasons. It helps bring wisdom. It evolves people. It changes people for the good and for the better. I mean, for the good and the worse. I don't know if I got that screwed up, but yeah, I have seen it. Like I have people who have lost so many loved ones. And when I bring through spirit, it's so easy. It's smooth like butter. Then I got somebody who's like young, maybe they lost a grandparent when they were like five. They don't really remember them. They never even had the experience of loss. And to me, I'm like, oh, oh, that poor thing. Someday they are going to experience the pain. And you're just like, oh, just stay in this time because you don't know that pain yet. And you don't know what it does to you. It changes you like crazy. Um, And so, yeah, 100%. When you have more loss, I think that you get to experience the feeling of what it feels like to have them on another dimension, another planet, (laughs) literally. And, um, and versus somebody who's never experienced that it's almost like a blindness you know like they don't really know between the life and death part they just know life not death yet yeah exactly so I I think that it's just been a really interesting observation for me to kind of realize is that that's like a pivotal moment for people and it definitely was for me um that was was it that brings up another question though um what is it like for you and your position to be able to bring that healing to someone through your work. It's honestly, it's why I continue to do what I do as draining as it is mentally, physically, all the things to watch people be able to move on and not move on in a way of like leaving things behind. And like, as if it never existed, your grief will always be there. You'll always miss your loved ones, but to be able to watch people's shoulders drop, to watch them like cry happy tears or relief or even just releasing their grief is so rewarding Um, to be able to be that messenger, that conduit, to be able to give people a sense of hope and life, to be able to continue to live their life and know that their loved ones are right there on the other side and guiding them and that you will be reunited again. You know, it gives them people like, okay, I can live my life while I'm here. Um, Grief can feel very claustrophobic. It can feel very trapping and it can almost make you just feel like you're stuck in the mud and how do I move on from here? So I love um, being able to be a part of that healing experience. Um, Of course, I like to always keep my ego to the side because it can feel really good. Like, oh my God, I did that for them. That feels so good. Like anybody, I'm a people pleaser. I love to make 
make people happy. I love gifting things to people. Like that's just my way of like showing love. And so naturally you just like want to be like, Oh my God, I did that. I made them feel so good, but really it comes to spirit. And I just try to remind myself that I'm just the mailman dropping off the mail, but I'm happy that I can be part of that process. Um, and so it's been really amazing watching people transform. And I've had many people reach out to me and say, Candace, I don't want to commit suicide anymore. Or, um, you know, Candace, like you've helped me be able to move on in a way where I can live my life and get out of bed each morning, especially after the loss of a child. Um, that has been uh, so rewarding in itself and makes me continue and move on. You know, I think we all get to a point in life where we're like, how am I supposed to do this for the rest of my life? My body hurts, my mind hurts. And then you just kind of get re reignited, right? And you find something within that that's like, okay, this is what I'm continuing to do. Yeah, I never really thought about you and your work questioning, like with this gift, like, should I continue? How can I? all of the things. I definitely relate because I, I help people process emotions through a healing modality where they, they can detrigger like certain traumatic events that they've gone through. And it's very similar in the sense that, you know, you feel good because you're like, oh, I helped that person through that, but really it's not me doing it. I'm just like a, a, a guiding principle into, you know, them experiencing peace. So I kind of relate because you, you know, it's so rewarding. And there's always that moment where when you start feeling stagnant, someone comes in and you're like, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And that keeps you in it. Right. And so you're like, I guess I'm stuck here. No, I'm kidding. I do love (laughs) helping people. Like I do love helping people and supporting people in that way. So I definitely relate. Yes. And it is part of like why we're here on this earth journey. Like my job is to help someone's job. Your job is to help that person. The person you help have a job that helps the next person. Even if it's not healing work, it is to help somebody in some form or fashion, whether if you work in a bank or you're a nurse, or maybe you're a teacher, whatever it is, you are helping them. We're all hand in hand here, just have different uh, jobs. We have different duties while we're here on this earthly life. Totally agree. I think of myself as a seed planter. That's my Mm -hmm. job in the field. And someone else's job is to like water it and harvest it and all that. I'm over here planting seeds. That's my job. And I take it with pride. Yeah, that's that's me. Great way of putting it. I'm the seed planter. I'm a seed planter. <laughs> See, I would want the job that has like the huge tractors that like rip all the carrots out of the ground, like millions at a time. And just, I mean, like, that, if you relax. really, if you really think about it, you could probably personify your work in that way. So you probably are that right? person. Yeah, we, we can figure out a make. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what you're doing is you're like you have this big tractor, which we could call it like you being a medium. I mean, that's pretty incredible. Kind of like a big tractor. So yeah, you're, you're Big pulling it all up, <laughs> helping people through that. Green. I love my green tractor. Yeah, exactly. John Deere. That needs to be your new logo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Green. And it's like carrying all these dead people in the back, like, yep, but they're all like living dead. <laughs> that sounded terrible. Oh my God. Oh, that's funny. And honestly, this is one thing I love so much about you because you are so relatable. You're not this like woo-woo type of person. You're so relatable. And so you make this idea of mediumship and being able to communicate with the dead real, (laughs) you know, like explorable, it it would be the word. Like you make it something that people can like come in if they're skeptical or whatever and be like, Hmm, that she's like normal. (laughs) So 
Maybe yeah. I can pay attention. It's normal on the surface, absolutely odd on the inside. <laughs> like yesterday, I was at the, and I was like laying there in my bathing suit, and I this is gonna be gross, but I felt my pubes blown in the wind, and I was like, "Wow, I need to go get a wax like immediately." Oh, that's but you know what? <laughs> the fact that you will say that on here is <laughs> what makes you relatable because we all go through that stuff. You're just yes. the one to say it love yes. that about you yeah and like you know it's we've all been there where we're like holy crap <laughs> I didn't shave today or I didn't wax this week or, or whatever and I'm standing there at the beach and this lady like barrel assed over to me and was like just talking to me and I had my hands like in front of my crotch area like oh my god I could feel them blowing around I'm like oh my god so I made an appointment at the beach and went that night <laughs> so yeah that is hilarious that's how I <laughs> I relate to people it's because I'm so open and so honest with like my weird ways and I'm not like afraid to talk about anything that I want people to feel like they can relate to me that I'm like you said not this like woo woo or hocus pocus because that is what has been the I don't know like slammed across psychic and medium is like the weird people the ones that are trying to scam you uh the ones that are like got a witch hat and a crystal ball it's all just been um of course there are tons of people out there who are scam artists and they want to just do that and make money and they don't give a shit but when it comes to truly like psychics and mediums i honestly don't love the word psychics and mediums because it's been tarnished so much but i take pride in it but when you say a psychic or medium immediately, most people are like, what do you mean? Or hell no, or I want to know more about that. So it can be a toss up and it's really hard. And I want to change those titles to be a source of healing, not a taboo subject. I love that. And I think that that's a, a big job and I commend you for that because what I'm learning about you is that you're a liaison right now. And that's your relatability is you being a liaison. And I think that's amazing because you're like bridging that gap between these two worlds, the woo-woo world, the scammer world, the reality world, but also I would even say a third, um, you know, people who don't know, right? Because right. You know, yeah, I don't know. I just see you as this like triangular liaison. That's really cool. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm just a little wizard. Yeah. A little wizard just, just kind of hangs out, you know? <laughs> Uh, but that does bring up my next topic that I want to talk to you about and get your input on is intuition. So mm -hmm. you have, you said that you teach courses and I did take your intuition course was amazing. And the way that it helped me was, um, I had been through the year prior before I took your course, I had been doing my own like inner trauma healing work. And, you know, whenever you do inner work, your outer reality is going to change and you don't get to control it. It just happens. And so what ended up coming into my life was this course that you created while I was doing inner healing, you were creating your course in 2020. Okay. So then we met up at the end of 2020 and that's when I took your course. Um, it was amazing. And what it helped me with was trusting in my intuition. That's the biggest thing that I took from this course. So I think when it comes to like relating this back to losing my animals, um, trusting that I know they're still with me just in a different form. And that's how on those hard days when I miss them and I still get upset. Um, and I, you know, I, I, it's easy for me to want to plead that it's still not real. Or like when I first lost Hallie, I just, I was so devastated and I was just pleading and praying, like, 
please don't let this be real. You know, it's just that really, really broken feeling. And then when I lost Cora after it, this was after taking your course, I just was able to surrender to it. Of course I grieved, but I was able to surrender to it and trust that intuition and trust knowing that they're not gone. They're just in a different form, hanging out whatever way, you know, and that, you know, if I speak to them or I tell them I miss them or I love them, they hear me. That in itself is so healing. So what is your input on the topic of intuition and kind of just everything here? Yes. So thank you for your compliments too about the uh, intuition course. I'm so glad it helped you and be a part of your world before and after and everything in between. So intuition, we are all born with intuition. Now look at a little kid. You see the little two-year-old that like just does whatever they want. Now two-year-olds sometimes will go running over to somebody and give them a huge hug. And then other times they're like, "Mm, no. They don't care if they offend the person, nothing. They are just like, I am not going over that person. Well, intuition, something about it, energy is telling and alerting them. Now, when you were a kid, we were all kids or babies. You are just feeding and knowing information just from intuition. Intuition is your gut knowing, your gut feeling. Everyone has had a moment of gut feeling. So you might wake up and you're like, ooh, today feels really off. And then you get a phone call later. That was your intuition ringing a bell. Or you get a good hunch, like I am getting this job. I just know it, I feel it in my bones. And it was like, without question. Now it's really hard for people because as we have gotten older in this human experience, there comes traumas, there comes, you know, uh, verbal words, uh, physical things that happen to people where you start to mistrust your gut and start to listen to your mind. Now the mind (laughs) likes to screw with you and likes to tell you multiple different things, Uh, the good, bad, and the ugly. And it also can lead you down paths that you didn't ask for because you're trusting your mind and your heart over your intuition. We've all been there. We've been in a relationship before and we're just like, we know it's not right. And like, but our heart and our mind wants it. And we're like, no, it'll work out. They're just great potential. They'll change. Um, No, 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 they're not. Your intuition's like, oh my God. And they're drinking. Your intuition is drinking at the bar until you figured it out. So your intuition has been screaming at you. And after you leave that relationship, you're like, I knew it wasn't working out, (laughs) but it's hard to admit. It's really hard to admit. So using your intuition can be just such a huge tool in your life when it comes to everything, your decisions in life or who you surround yourself with. Um, I I love intuition and I just always try to focus my energy towards my, my belly area. That's where your solar plexus energy is. This is a chakra energy that allows you to trust that born knowing feeling. So like you look at babies, babies just, they trust with just their intuition, not their mind and the heart. Um, What I thought was so cool was kids breathe through their bellies. If you ever watch a little kid, you see their little Buddha belly. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like, they're really focused on that center. As we get older, we start to tighten the belly and we start to breathe from the chest area, from the heart center. And we're focused on the heart center and trusting this area versus our belly. So it's just interesting to kind of look at, do you hold tight in the muscles around your belly area and do you breathe from the chest area or do you do the Buddha belly breathing, right? So I think that people need to take a look within themselves of all those times that they've had a hunch about something 
and they trusted their mind. And then what happened? The truth prevailed itself or whatever happened or you're driving and you're like, oh, I should probably go right. And you go straight and then you're like, crap, I should have went right. Your intuition is so fast and so quick. And, you know, it's hard to decipher sometimes anxiety versus intuition because intuition isn't always a good feeling. But that is the reality of this human experience is experiencing intuition, whether you like it or not. Your mind wants to fix it, make it better, make it happy, make it perfect, make it all these things. But your intuition will never lie to you. So what I take from this, um, intuition can help you avoid catastrophe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Love mm -hmm. that. Yep. Like there's, I'm sure there's people listening to this that may have like, got in the car with somebody and like, I shouldn't have gotten that car. And then something happens or they were supposed to go with them and like something steered them away. They're like, you know what? No, I'm not going to go yet. But it's not this always an alert. Sometimes it's just a knowing and it's a feeling. Um, and I think people expect that their intuition needs to tell them everything in that moment at that time. Um, how to decipher the anxiety versus intuition is intuition is just this knowing the feeling. You don't even have to think twice about it. Anxiety screams at you and screams at you and screams at you and screams at you. So there's difference. Um, and sometimes the intuition can be really subtle and other times it can be really strong. It's like, uh, I think kind of tapping into that peaceful feeling. Intuition is always comes through in a peaceful way. Yeah. But like you said, you can be clouded with the anxiety or ego, even um, wanting to be, get it right. Your ego can steer you in the wrong direction, but it's like, mm -hmm tapping into that peaceful feeling, which is how, like, I love having this conversation with you because I help people tap into peace. You help them tap into intuition. Mm -hmm, right. Did we just create a business? I think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I, I love that so much. I love that? that. Yeah. I love it so much. And I think that, you know, people don't always want to trust the intuition because it's uncomfortable. So like going back to the, the relationship thing, because I think that's, the most relatable is that people stay in a relationship because they don't want to see it end. They just know like, okay, no, we'll make it work. I'm going to work against it. But your intuition's like, no, it's not, it's not working, but it's easier to go with what your mind and heart wants because it's like, that's the feeling that you want. You want it to work out, but your intuition's like, no, it's almost like that friend that will never sugarcoat anything. And <laughs> it sucks. She's so hard like, to listen to, isn't she? She's a bitch. So sometimes we want to like, we go to the friend when we want sugarcoating, we won't want to hear like the real thing. We go to that friend that will sugarcoat it and like be optimistic. We go to the friend when we know we're ready to listen, that's going to like, just give it to you straight. And it sucks to hear. And you're like, oh, but later on you thank them for being so honest and being so real with you. And it doesn't have to be vicious. It can just be like, hey, like for instance, I was dating this guy and uh, my Reiki master actually, she was like, you need to leave him. You got to, like, you got to. My mind was like, how do I give up on somebody who has an addiction? Like I was comparing it at the time to like an illness, like cancer. Like, would I leave them? Um, if they smoke cigarettes and they got lung cancer, would I leave them? And so I remember kind of holding on to this anger, not towards her, but that feeling of someone telling me what I knew was right, but didn't want to hear yet. And later on, I thanked her so much. I was like, thank you for keeping it so real with me because I know that you were like, wanted the best for me, but I just wasn't ready to go there yet. 
So we all have those friends, the sugar coders and the ones that just give it to you straight and they are tough, but you're just like, oh, listen to those friends, the ones that are good to you, not vicious, but the ones that give it to you straight. So which friend are you? I give it to them straight. Um, I will be very kind and sweet and I'll be like, I love you so much and you're just so amazing and so worthy and I love you and you're so wonderful. But I'm like, they're, you know, and I start swearing and give them all the <laughs> swear words. And I'm like, it's just not, it's just not, you know? And even there's been family, it, you know, um, that I've, you know, have said like, you gotta go. Like they gotta, you know, family where it was like an in-law um, that came into our lives and she's absolutely amazing. And she was just in a bad relationship with one of my family members. And I was like, gotta be done, done. You don't deserve this. Gotta go. You know, family can be like, well, no, I want the happiest for people. And I want people to live their best life possible, but I will give it to them straight with love for sure. I relate at this point in my life. I am that friend and I've had to, I wasn't always this friend. And so I've had to redirect a lot of my relationships and and go to people and be like look if you don't want a solution or you don't want like the truth I'm not the person to come to because that's what I can offer you at this point and just change some of my friendships (laughs) that's okay some people don't want that friend that's okay totally fine but that's definitely who I am now I can relate to you on that 100% so like in middle school, high school, I just wanted harmony and peace and, you know, just wanted to see the best in everyone. And that's where I got myself in some crappy situations and relationships um, and friendships and stuff. Um, I've had, I'm so, so lucky. I have like the best group of friends, even from high school still, which is super rare. Um, we're just all attached like sisters, but you know, it has changed dynamics too, because I'm just like, well, I'm, I just don't, I don't want to sugar coat somebody and do a disservice you know I don't want to be that person that could be that one voice that they need to constantly hear to get themselves to be a, have a better life so if they hate me for it they hate me for it but at least I know that I did my part because later down the road they will always have me in the back of their mind I agree and I think that being that person and the one that will speak truth and be honest is helping them connect to their intuition because they already know mm-hmm. they already know and so if yes. you'll be the one to speak it to them, that's what, that might be what they need. Kind of like your uh, Reiki practitioner. Yeah. You weren't ready yet, but then you realized it later, right? Yes. So. And I knew it in that time, but I didn't want to hear it because it hurt. Um, and I think that I just, when people start to ask questions, I'm going to touch their belly. <laughs> I'll be like, go back to here. Here are all the answers. <laughs> I'm going to be like Rafiki from the Lion King. <laughs> love that. (laughs) That's so funny. But you know, you're absolutely right. Like we have to be retrained as adults, stomach breathing. Like there are Mm -hmm. people out there who teach stomach breathing because we've forgotten how to do it. Just breathe from the chest. So never thought of it in that way, but that's really cool. Yeah. Next time you see a little kid in a little diaper running around, watch their belly. Their belly is loose, relaxed, and they're breathing from that direction. It's a good reminder. Absolutely. I'm, I'm trying to breathe my belly right now. I know. I know. I have tight ass pants on right now. And I'm like, <laughs> kind of push it out. And I'm like, oh, now I'm just like letting my fat hang out. Okay, here we go. Cool. <laughs> so let's bring this full circle. Um, what would you say to people who are listening that, you know, are interested in this topic and want to get 
maybe connected with you or just get a little more information on what you do and how you can help them. Yeah. So with, um, you know, the work that I do as a medium and yes, I do psychic work, um, within the mediumship. I think that as long as you're open and you have an open heart and open mind, just know that it's not bad things that, you know, are related to mediums and psychics. There are amazing, amazing gifted people out there. We are energy. We are all made up of energy. So we are all connected. Why wouldn't we be connected to an afterlife when everything in this world and universe and galaxy is made up of energy? Um, I love to be able to um, do events, you know, online, on Zoom, and also in person where I help people and make it an amazing experience where it's funny and it's like just how we're talking now, um, where it's not this heavy, like, William's here. William wants you to know that he's pissed off at you. Not the case. Um, it's really light and easy. It's just like a phone conversation. That's what it feels like. And so I want people to be able to experience and knowing that there is just more to this life. And I just remember the relief I felt after my cousin passed away when I was 14. That's the first time I really experienced grief. And I just remember thinking like, I am so lucky that I have so many understandings and connections to the afterlife. I can't imagine what people go through who think that's the end and that is it. I wouldn't be able to live. I wouldn't be able to continue on. So I understand why people have a hard time living. So um, on top of helping people and bringing through messages, I also help people come out of their spiritual closets. I help them connect in with their intuition, their psychic and mediumship connections. Now I say, you know, reconnect to your psychic energy because everyone has psychic energy. And um, to explore mediumship abilities, I truly believe everyone has a connection. It's just how much you are willing to put the work in that's going to heighten that energy. So in 2020, which was a year of change for all, I um, decided to come up with the Collective Consciousness Courses where I help you in a six-week journey connect into these three amazing things, intuition, psychic, and mediumship. The cool part is um, creating a community after and being able to connect to all these people where you're like, wow, I feel like I can relate and not feel like an absolute weirdo. So um, I'm here to guide you the whole way through. I also have a mini intuition course and I also have an independent course too. So if you're not about classes and courses and creating a community, you like to be on your own, that's there for you. But there's just so many things I wanna be able to do around the topic of death, dying, mediumship, psychic intuition that can help people live their best life and to just know that there's more to this life, that your loved ones are okay. And so if you're one of these people who are listening, who's going through intense grief, just know your loved ones surround you and they're always there with you. And if you're like, I don't ever feel them though, your grief wall is so strong right now. So try to allow that to kind of break down just so that you can allow that energy to come forward. And so to be able to live, give you a little something, just watch out for some hawks and cardinals, butterflies, dragonflies, songs on the radio at the right time. Um, seeing someone who looks just like your loved one, that's them saying hi. If you smell them, their cigarette smell, their perfume, cologne, maybe some weed, you might smell that. Like that's their way of getting to you. So maybe this resonates with you. You, A lot of people just want a physical show up right in front of my face so I know you're here, but there's so many different ways and signs for them to come through and let you know that they're there, even dreams. So just trust that. But that is um, the things that I can offer and to help people just live a good authentic life and just trust who you are and to know that we are um, energy beings. That was beautiful. 
Um, and to kind of close this out, I want to speak directly to the people who might have, you know, an interest, maybe they're going through loss and grief. And so this has kind of sparked an interest in them. What would you say to the people who might be experiencing a little fear that are sparked in their interest? So if you're fearful, that is so normal because it's like, do I take this course? And then if I take this course and people going to judge me and be like, why is she taking this? Or why is he taking this? They're not even that good. This course is for beginners. And I've been there too. I was there where I was 14, 15, 16 years old, where I was feeling things and sensing things, but I feared what other people thought. Why is it always back to that? Right. But I remembered and was taught like what you can do with this and how you can impact people's lives with intention setting. So if you're fearful, all I have to say to you is get your life jacket on and jump in the water and let's go because I'm going to guide you the whole way where you will never feel fear. You will never fear fear and that you won't feel uncomfortable, that you will feel like you're right where you're meant to be and that you will realize that there are other people out there who totally get you. Um, and so this is a judgment-free zone and I make sure to create that uh, vibe and that people can talk about their pubes if they want, you know, like talk about your pubes blowing in the wind and I will not judge you. Um, and so allow yourself to take the leap. And you know what, when we take the leap in things, usually it's the best thing ever that we ever did for ourselves, even if it's so scary. So come join me and don't feel like you're um, not meant to be or you're not good enough. You are good enough. And this is what this course is all about. That is beautiful. Again, and <laughs> <laughs> would you give that same type of information to someone who's possibly interested in booking a reading with anyone, like whether it's you or anyone else, like just kind of interested in connecting to a loved one um, yeah. and maybe they're feeling fear there? Oh, yeah. So a lot of people fear <laughs> have fear when it comes to that. My first and foremost thing is make sure that you see someone, um, I would say by word of mouth, somebody that has had a great experience with a medium or a psychic um, because a lot of people go in with high hopes and then maybe they feel let down. Now, not every medium is perfect. I've had days where I've had tough readings. I'm like, I am just not getting shit right now. So um, as I would make sure that it's somebody that is trustworthy um, and is able to provide a wonderful um, kind of service. Um, two, it is scary. And it's also a very very fragile subject of your own grief. So to be vulnerable and open up to somebody, even if it's in a group setting can be very hard, but the more open you are to receiving, it is more likely that spirit will kind of like be able to, you know, just slide right in and be able to connect in. So come with an open heart and open mind and just know that you are the number one person that's connected to your loved ones, first and foremost. If you are able to see a medium and they're able to bring through amazing messages and validation, it's just a bonus. Um, so I would, again, the trusted person and then come with an open heart and mind and know that you're in a safe space. That's beautiful. Uh, you're just full of beautiful things right now. <laughs> yeah, beautiful wisdom. Um, so if people want to get connected with you, how can they do that? 
Sure. So you can always go to my website, CandaceDalton.com. Candace is spelt with an A, not an I. Dalton is, starts off with the letter D, not a B. A lot of people are like, Candace Balton? I'm like, no, 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 Dalton. Um, they can follow me on Instagram at the underscore Candace Dalton. Now just be aware there are many, many scam accounts that have created accounts that look like mine. They extract my photos and videos. They add an extra vowel um, in my name or an extra underscore. You'll always know it's me um, because I have like over about 6,000 followers. I have in my bio, this is the only real account, the underscore Candace Dalton. Um, and I usually post about it if there's another scam account. Um, so please don't ever fall for it. I will never, ever message you and ask if you want a reading. So please know that. And um, yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram there. I also have a fan page on Facebook. If you like that better, it's um, Candace Dalton. You can just like the page and all of my events and my courses and my online shop, which I created a hoodie line called Wired Different. Um, I, this is just goes for anybody who just feels like they're not normal, um, whether that's mental, physical, whatever. I want you to celebrate your abnormal and you're just wired different. So um, I'm restocking those hoodies uh, middle of May, not sure when this episode will go out, but um, there's so many things that I offer on my website. Amazing. Candace, thank you so much for coming. And if you guys also want to find her, if you're on my Instagram, you can find her through mine, the real account. So yeah, Candace, any last words? I'm just so grateful. Thank you for bringing me on your podcast. And um, I'm just so, you know, this has been such an awesome experience. And my last little words of wisdom is that if you're going through grief, everything will be okay. And if you're fearful about death and dying, that's such a normal feeling, but just know that you're not alone in that, uh, but that you are safe and your loved ones, you'll be reunited again. And just have that trust and faith that everything is okay. All is good. And thank you for having me on your podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Please give this podcast a like, a share. It really helps support us. And we'll see you on the next episode.